You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. What up, what up, what up? Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Black Hollywood Live Online. Next, as you can hear this song, next to quote. Sing it to me. Sing it to me. Sing it to me. Oh, girl, no stop. Y'all don't stop. You worse than me. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Megan Thomas, and who are you two? Uh, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Look at me. What's going on, everyone? I'm Cortez G. West. Welcome back to another sit-down with us. Next to me, I have the lovely... Kiki Ayers. <laughs> and today we have another special guest for you. This guy is handsome, honey. I saw him and I was like, ooh, hey. <laughs> he, he all right. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up for Andre Fuller. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Famous next. <laughs> Famous Extraordinaire. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, Thanks thank you for, for joining here. us. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right in. My pleasure. You're from Houston, right? Born and raised. Are you, and are you from some of the rougher parts of Houston? I am. I am. What was it like growing up there? Um, Pretty much the same as uh, most, uh, a lot of inner city, you know, areas. Um, you have to be tough. You have to have thick skin. Um. But also a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. When you grow up in when you grow up in a neighborhood like my neighborhood, um, everybody knows each other. You grow up with each other. You've known the same people since elementary school all the way through high school. So you have a camaraderie and a bond with those guys, and um, it's fun terrorizing the neighborhood together. What was some of the crazy stuff that you saw growing up? Oh man, you know it's crazy <laughs> because. A lot of people don't know this about Houston, but well, it's Houston is in Texas, so I guess that's not it's not it's not far fetched to believe. But Houston being the fourth largest city in the country, mm-hmm. um, it's actually like the the city, but within the city limits, you have like some very country areas. <laughs> right, right, right. And and the area that I grew up grew up in was one of those areas where it wasn't uncommon to see um, horses. Just really? galloping down the street like little kids <laughs> in the hood. Are you in serious? the hood, what? and I don't mean we weren't like in like in barns and right. But you would wake up to some roosters in the morning. That's oh, so wow. funny. Yeah, but it was in the hood. So I've seen all kind of crazy things that you know. So your country, basically, what you're telling us? <laughs> I'm southern. <laughs> Oh. It's a so this, is your real accent. this is your real accent you're giving us right now. You're just trying yeah. to give us a... No, no, no. I mean, we being home, we just... <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> when, I, when, I do go, when, I, when I go home, it gets a little stronger. It gets a little it comes stronger. Out. I've been in L.A. for over six years now, so yeah. it's kind of mellowed out. And when I go back home, now people say, you talk proper? And, oh. and then I come back here and they say, ooh, you got country. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you're the baby in the family, right? I am. The youngest of three children? Youngest of three, yeah. And are your siblings also in the entertainment industry? No, no, no. My my sister is the oldest. She is the owner of her own um, daycare center. Okay. Oh, nice. And my brother is a CPA. Uh-huh. Does he do your taxes? He takes care of you? <clears throat> he used to, but things got difficult. Okay, yeah. You know, when you start working in Canada right, right, right. and start working, you know. So. That bread's stacking And then it. you kind of move up into a different 
tax bracket, right. you know. <laughs> you got the racks on racks on racks, you know. Which, by the way, I found out was not resurrect. Not resurrect. Not resurrect. Okay. It works. It works. It works. It works. I get that. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Oh, God. Guys, so let's name them. So you already know that you were a former athlete. And um, I know you. What happened? Like you, you <laughs> what happened? Get it from an injury, right? No. Um, long story short, injuries did play a part mm-hmm. in it. I tore my I tore my first ACL when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I tore my second ACL. Oh my god! My junior year um, at Baylor University. Mm-hmm. Shout out to BU. Um, but I did come back and play my senior year and had a, a great senior year and you know did all the the NFL. Um, you know, invitations and the, the combine and the pro day and um, was actually pursued by a few NFL teams, mm-hmm. but they kind of wanted to develop me, like send me to Europe, the European NFL League or send me to the mm-hmm. Arena Football League. Right. I was two semesters away from finishing grad school, so it was like chase this football dream or just go ahead and complete my education and move on to another career. Well, what made you want to go into the entertainment field? You know what? It's something I've always been partial to. I've always been the class clown of the family, mm-hmm. you know, impersonating celebrities and right. making people laugh. So it's always been in me. And even in high school, I would always book, like, the lead in um, the plays. And I did all the talent shows. And so entertainment has always been a vital part of my life. It's just when you're a collegiate athlete, that's what that's what you're in college to do. Right, right, exactly. You, know, yeah. you don't get the luxury of having spring breaks and summer vacations. Right. Mm-hmm. Spring break, we were on campus. Right. So being a class clown, you do stand-up comedy, right? Yeah. I, I got. I actually got my entertainment start mm-hmm. in stand-up. I was doing oh, stand-up okay. comedy long before I was acting. And you still doing it now? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't done stand-up um, actually since I booked L.A. Complex. Okay. So within acting and doing a comedy, which one is more important to you? Which one are you more passionate about? Oh, acting, about? by far. Really? I only, I only started doing the stand-up to help me pursue the acting. Okay. Because when I when I sat back and I looked at the people who I idolized, um, probably with the exception of Will Smith, but everybody else down the line from Martin Lawrence to, you know, Eddie Murphy, they all had a stand up comedy background. Yeah, because I mean, even in comedy, like you are acting sometimes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that makes sense. And and I quickly found out that the best preparation for for my acting was stand up comedy. Because mm-hmm. when you're doing stand up comedy, all you're doing is you're Portraying you're, your you're portraying a character yeah, yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah. You're telling that stories and you yeah. you're depicting these stories as lifelike as you can and, and bringing these stories to life. True. Okay. Right. So going back to your your childhood growing up, mm-hmm. is it true that you had the fifth highest ACT score in the Greater Houston area? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Are you serious? I did. I, I was blessed enough to blow the socks off the ACT score, the ACT test, and I had a, a pretty high GPA. Okay. So all of a sudden, I went from being recruited as an athlete to getting letters from Brown University, right. Princeton, Harvard, Woo. saying we would like you to come for an academic right. scholarship. So why Baylor then? Um, I actually was a Notre Dame fan. I was a diehard Notre Dame fan my entire life. My brother was a Michigan fan. I was Notre Dame. And... Um, I actually was – it was two players in the state of Texas that got recruited by Notre Dame my senior year, me being one of them. Um, loved Notre Dame. I was always – just knew I was going to Notre Dame. Right. I took my official visit to <laughs> South Bend, Indiana <laughs> on I've been there. January 17th. Ooh. 
Yeah. And I hated it. Right, right. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing against Notre Dame. I love the campus. It's gorgeous. It was beautiful. But being a poor black kid from Houston, right. going to South Bend, Indiana in the middle of January, it was a huge culture shock. You know, I didn't see anybody around campus who looked like me. And it, so I didn't feel like I could relate to anybody up there. People um, white. The snow was white. Everything white. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even more so the skin color. It was just right. the culture right. in itself, and being in South Bend, Indiana. Right. And you know that sounds boring. Yeah, <laughs> that just sounds boring. Man. Yeah. So um, it was a. It was. It was heartbreaking when I got up there and realized that I probably wasn't going to go to Notre Dame. But um, the light at the end of the tunnel was. The offensive coordinator that was recruiting me at Notre Dame right. got the head coaching job at Baylor. Ah, okay. So he stayed on me. He's like, "Hey, you can still come, you know." <laughs> right, right, right. And then he's, you know, all the whole recruiting pitch. You know, um, you can start as a freshman and you know be a star of the team as opposed to sitting in Notre Dame and waiting behind these other players for That's three true, years. Yeah. So it was just it was just good recruiting on my coach's behalf and. Um, I made as rational of a decision as I could make at the, as a 17-year-old high school kid. Right. right. <laughs> Please hold Megan, he is cute and smart. And you're a fat boy. You push Alpha Phi Alpha? Yep, I was okay. the, I was the, yeah. okay. Why okay. Alpha? I'm a Delta. Why Alpha? <laughs> um, Everything that the organization stands for is what I try to epitomize as a man. Okay. You saw that face got straight. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm serious it's about like it. It's what it was what it boiled down to. I actually, I, you know, thought that I had to be a, a Omega uh-huh. because I was a football player. Right, right. I love Omega. All the Cuba don't you throw that up. You can't throw it up there, <laughs> bro. That up. You're not a Jew. Don't no, throw that up. I'm just a Ron Kid. Oh, yeah. man. Don't I didn't throw it up, man. I didn't throw it up. R.I.P. It was good noise. <laughs> they coming for you. <laughs> no, it was just, I looked around the campus, and uh, the people that were the most relatable to me right. were the Alpha Men, and then a few of my other um, teammates on the football team had interest in Alpha, and mm-hmm. it was coincidental that I did, too, and we all pledged together. How many was on your line? Just nine. And what number are you? I was five. Okay. Yeah. So you just five everything. Fifth and... Fifth on your line. Has um, connections through that? Being Alpha helped you get any gigs or anything? Um, any jobs? Not not as far as in the acting, right. but absolutely in uh-huh. the networking world. Right. And just um, just as a, having a support network, as you can attest to, being yeah, a Delta. Right, right. Um, when you got the bros behind you, it's like... You're never alone, right? You know, I got my brothers got my back, so right, yeah. Okay. But I'm sure, but I, but there's a lot of there's a lot of alpha men in the entertainment business, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, you know, um, when they, when they we cross, this. yeah, mm-hmm. when we cross paths, mm-hmm. we'll have that commonality, and hopefully, it'll give me a leg up. <laughs> so I can look out for you, boy. <laughs> right, right, right. So hold on, you play football. Let me let me guess. How tall are you? Six feet. How how much did you weigh in college? Uh, about one eighty eight. Okay, you play. I'm a guesser. <laughs> you play offense. I did. You, uh, hold on. You She's psychic. Feet. Hold on. I'm gonna try to get this. If you're 180, and I was really fast. Okay, then you're a, a wide receiver. Correct. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I know my stuff. 
Oh, I was gonna be like, you cornerback? Because that was the other option. <laughs> I, know, like, I don't know. I know right? But she's she telling on herself, though. She know about them football players. No, that's yeah. because I work in sports. That's why. That's why I need yeah. to know these things. So, yes. And I play fantasy football every year. <laughs> I do. What, I what capacity do you work in sports? Um, I have a, a sports marketing certification. Nice. So I, yeah. So I if I wasn't an actor, that's probably the field I would be working in. Really? Like like in what capacity? Like an agent? An agent. Really? Yeah. I have a I have a, a, a dire passion for football. Okay. Well, you can join uh, one of my two fantasy football teams. Well, I've never done it, but I might just do it. <laughs> probably going to lose. I'm in a girl league and a boy league, and a girl league is harder than a boy league. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> okay, so you grad. So this is phenomenal to me because you were in college for three years, undergrad. Mm-hmm. You got your undergrad degrees in what? Uh, business management and corporate communications. Okay, smart. And then you also got your your graduate degree, which is a master's in educational administration. Uh, yeah. What what? Why choose that? What was that? The way that happened is, um, like I said, I, like you just said, I graduated early. I graduated in three years. But when you're on football scholarship or any athletic scholarship right. or most athletic scholarships, I should say, you have five years to compete for four years. Okay. So by mm-hmm. me graduating in three years, I still had two more years of eligibility. Right. Also also translates to two more years of free education. Right. So it was either take golf and swim in 101 or <laughs> enroll in grad school. Right. So I enrolled in grad school, and the reason why I did education administration is because I've always been fond of um, influencing young kids. Okay. And um, when I sat down with my academic advisor, and he asked me, like, what do I see myself doing? I thought I would see myself as, as um, an athletic director. Okay. So I already had the business, right. the management degree, which is helpful as an athletic, direct, athletic director. I already had a degree in communications, which is also helpful. Okay. I just didn't have an educational background. Okay. So I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll do education administration. Okay, that boy's smart. Talking about 23... Mm. That's when you went. That's when you went to go do your masters, right? At I the finished, age of twenty-three. I finished my masters. You at finished 23. at twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> To becoming this amazing athletic director, what made you go? You know what? Pump the brakes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna move to New York and pursue entertainment. Cause I'm stupid. Really? You gotta be. Like, I don't think so, man. You, you got your passion, to, though. Yeah, but to a certain extent, why spend five years of your life pursuing all this educational background and then one day just drop it? Because you have something to fall back on, though. But a rational. That's true. That's true. But a rational person doesn't think I'll just pursue my dream. A rational person says, "Well." I've always liked to do right. entertainment. I've always liked to sing. I always liked to dance. But I got to use these degrees. So you have to, there's a sense of uh, of craziness to for any actor to step out on faith mm-hmm. and just one day just mm-hmm. pack all your stuff in the car and say, I'm moving across country. And I did the same thing. Right. I did yeah. the same thing yeah. too. Well, what? tell us this. Tell us your story. Here's the thing. I watched one of your past interviews and you said this, you were mentioning how people come here and they, you know, want to come here with a, a dream. Yeah. Tell us your story. Like how you, how did you feel when you first got that first acting, that first acting role? Just tell us the story of how you even got it. How you even got an agent, or how how you even got to the point of even going to get that first big acting role. Well, I'll tell you two. I'll tell you two separate stories. 
the first story is how I booked my first acting gig, period. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you how I booked my first major acting gig. Okay. The first acting gig I was doing, I was I was in Waco, Texas. I was actually, <laughs> I was a school teacher. Okay. So while I was in grad school, I was teaching Monday through Friday. My right. grad school classes were Saturday, were on Saturdays. So I was a 22, 23-year-old school teacher mm-hmm. teaching high school students. And I started doing um, stand-up comedy in Houston, in the Houston area. So I would drive from Waco, Texas, where Baylor University is, mm-hmm. to Houston on the weekends, do all these comedy club circuits. And one day I did a, I, uh, actually my first set I did, um, this lady came up to me and was like, you are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever thought about acting? I was like, actually, I'm planning on moving. <laughs> so she invited me to this casting call. I went in, nonchalant, <clears throat> didn't know anything right. about the proper etiquette. And, yeah. Like, I think I even did my audition with my backpack still on, and <laughs> I booked the lead role. Wow. So what was that for? It was for an independent movie okay. called um, Getting Paid. Mm-hmm. So that was my first acting gig. I was ecstatic because, like I said, it was the first thing I've ever auditioned for. Right. First acting gig outside of, like, high school plays and stuff. So that was that, that, was that story. And then the second story was um, I moved to New York partially because I always just wanted to live in New York. I always had, like, an East Coast bias. And part of that was because I thought that I could pursue acting um, in, in New, New York. York. Yeah. Right. And um, so then after I stayed in New York for a couple of years, I realized it wasn't really popping off like I needed it to. Um, I packed up my stuff and was in the process of moving to L.A. And in the meantime, I spent the summer in Texas. And um, my, my girl at the time was like, well, I got an agent in Dallas. Why don't you just sign with this agency? Signed with the agent. The first audition she sent me out on was for Prison Break. Wow. Mm-hmm. Booked it. Wow. So it was like the number one show in the country. I mean, so if, even though she says she has an agent here, like... Well, no, she had an agent in Dallas. In, in Dallas. Yeah. You just, what, you sent some, some pictures in, you walked in, you, like, I, what? I submitted. I had some some bad headshots <laughs> from New York. I, like, at that time, New York was still using black and white headshots. Right. And, yeah. Know, it was not... And, old black and white headshot yeah. she's like yeah well you know I can get you out but you're probably going to need some new pictures eventually when you go to LA um, but ironically enough so this role that I booked was actually Mike Jones you remember Mike Jones Mike Jones, right. Mike yeah, Jones. Yeah. Mike, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mike Jones is from Houston too it was his role mm-hmm. he played this role this dude named Trey Morgan mm-hmm. but um, I auditioned for a, just one of the guys in his entourage or whatever, they had some conflict with his scheduling or something. So basically, he got the boot. I got upgraded okay. to a recurring role. Well, thank you, Mike Jones. I know, right? <laughs> thank you, exactly. Mike Jones. So, but even, but even, uh, let me finish. Uh, even when I booked the role, though, I was faced with the dilemma, and the agent um, Ivette um, Stone, who passed away since since then, mm-hmm. she she said. You sure you want to move to L.A.? She said, because when you move to L.A., you're going to be a small fish in a big, big pond. pond. Mm-hmm. She said, you just booked Prison Break, and you just booked, I booked a movie called Walking Tall, which was shot in Dallas, too. She said, you just booked, like, two of the first jobs you have auditioned for. You could be the big fish in a small pond. There's not a lot of talent right. in Dallas. There's not a lot of people pursuing acting. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go against the, I would rather go against the big dogs as right. opposed to, you know, limiting right. myself to, to and you appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. So are you still with them? No, no, no. I, I never signed what I bet. It was just, okay. it was a temporary thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I know you did stand up too. Yeah. World famous Apollo theater. Say something funny. Woo. 
some funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that that. was funny. That <laughs> was funny now. So yeah. was that the best or scariest moment performing? It was both. It was both. It was definitely scary as hell. <laughs> right. Because here's what happened. Okay. So I've always like I've always been a music head. Like my friends call me the box. Because like if there's like a throwback song from like '92, they'll call me up like, "Hey, who sings that song?" Oh, I need your help because I turned up the Mac, right? And I'll be like, "Mark Morrison, like 1992." Like I'll I'll just know these facts. I'm I'm a huge music fan like that. So when I auditioned for the Apollo, I actually auditioned as a rapper. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, Can you spit though? Can you you say it to him? Like, can we hear spit? Can we hear some? I can spit too. If you want, if you want to hear something, if you want to hear something, I actually. Don't you spit on me? I can spit literally. I know. Yeah, I actually got a song on on you on iTunes. Okay, what's the song? It's cool. called Play On. Oh, cool. Play, Play On. on. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So it's just a, a smooth little little southern Love feel to it. Sound, yeah. Did it sound like, kind of like, like float on? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> That's the first thing that came in my in my mind, man. Yeah. But um. So I made it onto Apollo mm-hmm. as a rapper. So I got past the initial round. Oh, wow. And when um, I knew I wasn't trying to pursue a, a rapping career, I was right. trying to pursue an uh, 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 um, uh, acting slash stand-up comedy career. So when I went for the rehearsal, I asked the director, I was like, hey, can I do stand-up? And she's like, absolutely not. You made it as a rapper, you gonna rap. Wow. <laughs> and not as politely as I just said it. Right, right. And I was like, all right. So when I got up for rehearsals, she was like, all right, if you can make them laugh, then I'll let you do stand-up. Aww. And there was like nine people in the audience. And they were the, <laughs> and they were the other contestants. Yeah. So, right. of course, they're going to be hating. Right. Like, he ain't funny. Like this right. one. He ain't funny. <laughs> he all right. <laughs> he kind of funny. <laughs> well, I laughed a little bit. So they started laughing. And right. she said, you can do stand-up. Okay. So then what happened when you were actually um, performing in front of people at Apollo? With a, a huge live audience. Well, it went something like this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming next to the stage, we got a comedian. Uh, boo! <laughs> boo! <Wow>. Boo! <laughs> the whole time? They started booing when they said word, the word comedian. Comedian, yeah. Aw. So I got out. So I got out and, and thank God for thank God for the ladies. <laughs> so when I come around the corner and I rub the log, a couple of ladies liked how I looked. So they were like, yes, Lord, yes, Jesus, yes, praise them, praise them. So that got the the crowd to quiet down a little okay. bit to where I can start. I started getting my jokes out. I started, but I survived. But, yeah. I didn't win it. Okay, but I I survived. That's so huge. you got to be the original huge. Sandman. I did. I did. I did. At I did. least you didn't get booed. That's the yeah, I didn't get, that's I didn't get booed off. Yeah. They be hating at the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Especially it's, it's especially hard for comedians. Right. And, and how yeah. long were you in New York before you moved to LA? Just a couple years. Okay. Yeah. Just shy two years. Do you ever look back and regret not taking a different path? Like going harder for football or going harder for your academic <sighs> career? I wouldn't say regrets because I've only been acting you know, just over six years, and I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. It's by my standards, and um, so I, I hate to say regrets. I do wonder where I would be in my career if I had started acting earlier. You know, I can't help but to wonder. You know, if I wouldn't have. You know, going to school? No, I don't. Re- no, 
I'm absolutely glad I, I went going to school, but I was like, well, what if I'd known I wanted to be an actor? actor yeah. Right, right. When I, of, yeah. As soon as I finished grad school, right. at 23, I said, I want to be an actor. But I didn't. But I don't have regrets about that. I just, sometimes I wonder. Don't get where you need to be, honey. Mm-hmm. Prison Break was I, I my agree. show. They had all the fine men in Prison Break. Yeah. All of them. All of them. It's like every every time on Fox. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. So what was it like to see yourself for the first time on Prison Break? It was surreal. Was it? It was crazy. Um, the episode came on, and my phone just started blowing off the people, <laughs> people were calling. That's, and, that's good. That's perfect. Yeah. My, yeah. Mom, my mom was calling, and it was... It was yeah, surreal is the best way to describe it. Like you can't prepare yourself. Like you know you're gonna be on this episode, right? right. But to see yourself and then to be opposite of of uh, such a prestigious actor like Rockman Dunbar, right? You know, I didn't I didn't get warm up scenes with like just some other guys. My first scene was with Rockman, right? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, well I gotta. And then there was a scene where I was taking charge. I was putting him in his place and telling him, no, we gotta do that. We are gonna do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So right. it it was it was a good experience. Okay. Dead air. So after, yeah, after yeah, yeah. so after that, you went ahead and you started a, a, a show that uh, was actually really, really pretty good. L.A. Complex. Yeah, yeah. What was the of of, of playing character, right? Yeah. What was the most challenging part about that character? The most challenging part was the obvious: mm-hmm. um, being a straight man playing a gay closeted rapper. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have a lot of back history and a lot of um, personal experience to choose to to draw from. Mm-hmm. Typically, when an actor plays a role, if you're playing, you know, an, an athlete, I can say, "Oh, okay, yeah, well, I used to be an athlete." Yeah. I could, right. I didn't really have you know a lot of a lot to choose from when I created the backstory for Caldrick. Right. So I had to rely on um, the the direction of our director and and my imagination, just in right. general, how I wanted to. Um, manipulate different people to making them think that I was somebody else when I really wasn't. And so, if anything, it allowed me the the creative um, freeness to create a backstory for Caldrick, but um, that can also be very challenging. I must say, you did an amazing job with that, and I, along with that, it also got you to win Best Male Actor in 2013, right? I was nominated. You was nominated. I didn't win. Right? You didn't yeah. win. No, I didn't win. Oh, and that was wow. for was it Canadian Screen Awards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the quintessential of the. Um, Canadian Emmy Awards, but um, I forget the guy who won. But he was Canadian, mm-hmm. and their show was in its last season. Well, even uh, just being okay. nominated, I mean, how did that how oh, did that make you feel, man? Because I, I mean, was, like that's was, amazing. You have fans flab- here was, and in, in Canada. I was flabbergasted. Like yeah. I could not believe that I had been nominated. Mm-hmm. Like especially so early in my career, mm-hmm. um, it was like you said, it was an honor to be there. Yeah. Honor to be recognized. You know, yeah. yeah. Especially when you're in somewhat of an ensemble cast. You know, I had a lot of a lot of we had a lot, a lot of storylines a lot of other people that could have been nominated and they picked me I was like really that's good, that's dope. Right. but they have a lot of people waiting and wanted this show to continue why did, why did it really stop because they didn't get picked up and the know, politics but... of it all mm-hmm. what happened in, in short um, the show didn't do as well in Canada as mm-hmm. it did here in the states uh, um, it was the best reviewed show that the CW had ever had yeah mm-hmm. um, but the Canadian network kind of pulled out mm-hmm. and the CW was like, well, we need a Canadian partner to partner with. Because the way yeah. the business works is... That makes sense. You pay a fraction of the cost to film in Canada yeah. and then air here. So they still wanted to, it to be shot 
in Canada, and we couldn't do that anymore with the Canadian network pulling out. Mm-hmm. So, well, some of the things were here in LA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like ninety percent in, in, in Canada. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's okay because that made room for you to be Jason in <laughs> Roomy Lover Friends, which I love. It's a hit web show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Roomy Lover Friends. Um, tell us about that. How did you even get to be a part of that? Well, actually, um, Roomy Lover Friends was initially a pilot and it was being shopped around. And I shot that um, maybe a year or so before I even booked LA Complex. And the pilot didn't get picked up, or at least not as fast as, as Newman and Dennis would have liked it to be picked up. So they said, you know what? Let's let's see what what traction we can pick up if we chop the first pilot episode up into three parts and make it, you know, like a web series. Right. And it it caught fire. Right. And people started demanding more episodes. So we made it into a full fledged web series. And um, fast forward two years, we won we won an award for it at right. the ABFF um, Film Festival last year. And congratulations on that too. That's yeah. huge. Thank you. Are you guys going to continue to do more episodes, or is it going to? Are you trying to move it to the TV space? We just filmed more episodes last night. Dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dope. we're it again tomorrow. So we're we're in the full swing of season three right now. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I love it. Yes, make sure you guys check that out. Support Black Films. <laughs> Now you're black Jesus right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you are, indeed. (laughs) How was it like, I know that's, you know, a great role to play. How was it like, though, getting some of the backlash from the media, you know, saying it's blasphemous, you playing black Jesus? No, no, playing fish, right? Yeah, I play play fish, which is black Jesus' um, right-hand man. Right. It's kind of his... his, his You basically Peter. 2014 Peter. <laughs> 2014 Peter. Exactly. Yeah. It's been a gift. It's been a gift and a curse. Um, everything was expected. You know, mm-hmm. Aaron Magruder is a smart man. Right. People at Adult Swim, they're smart people. Yeah. They know how the game works. They know mm-hmm. anytime that you cover Jesus in any capacity. Right. I mean, even if we take the Bible, the Bible, open it up and, and make a show exactly how the Bible is written, right. there's still going to be some back, some backlash. Yeah. So it was expected. But what we didn't expect was the positivity that came out of the backlash. Right. People started creating all these petitions and start trying to boycott the show. Mm-hmm. If, and what we saw was for every one person that was trying to boycott the show, right. we picked up 50 more people telling mm-hmm. you why you should watch the show and why you shouldn't take it so seriously and to understand that it's satire and it's a comedy and it's not you know so um we didn't expect the 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 positivity Mm -hmm. to to derive out of the backlash and it's it's been all great i mean we've been we've been the number one show we just found out today that we were number one again last night we're we're the new number one thursday show Oh, that's good. Congratulations. Who would have known? Who would have known? Who would have known? Yeah. How's it like working with Aaron Magruder, by the way? Super dope. Super dope. We we share the same birthday. So Uh we already we already had that Gemini connection. Okay. And um he's just a real cool person to to be working with. You know, very, very artistic, very creative. Mm -hmm. And as a like I said, as a fellow Gemini, I get it. I get the, the creativity. And um what he does that a lot of executive producers don't allow us to do all the time as actors is he gives you creative leeway. That's, that's mm-hmm. good. You know, yeah. he'll say, that's how it's written. Um, if it feels a little comfortable for you to say it a different way or to, okay. you know, just do it that way. Right. You know, and he always explained to you, you know, I, I reserve the right to say, go <laughs> back to on script. Right. But, you know, 
a lot of times he'll keep whatever you feel more comfortable with. That's good. But as yeah. a comedian yourself, I mean, you've, you work with Charlie Murphy mm-hmm. and John Witherspoon. Yeah. Like, how was it working with them? Fun and... I know it has to be fun, man. It's fun, <laughs> yet frustrating because uh-huh. my character doesn't laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the serious, yeah. you know, the, the hard dude of the crew. Yeah. But you can't stand face-to-face with Charlie Murphy <laughs> right. in a straight face. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's difficult to stay in character, to stay as fish when Charlie Murphy is is rashing out insults and we're right. going toe-to-toe, you know, and John Witherspoon is walking in. Ooh, just <laughs> yeah. Everybody need a little taste. You know? And then everybody else gets to laugh, right. but I can't yeah, laugh because I'm the yeah. serious yeah. character. Right. Yeah. I mean, but did everyone adapt to you on set, though, as you in your character, though? Like, offset. Like, let's say offset. Not even... Initially, anything. initially they didn't because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a very outgoing, mm-hmm. charismatic, goofy mm-hmm. person. But when we started filming, when I was fish, I was always fish mm. on set. Right. You know, so even if I... Supposed to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not everybody gets that. Got so it. even when I would go over, we would be in between sets, and we were doing the turnaround, mm-hmm. I would go get some juice and some crackers or whatever. I would still be fish. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because I didn't want to lose that momentum going into the turnaround scene of the scene. Mm. And some people would be like, oh. <laughs> and then I'd be off set, and they'd be like, Man, you cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. I thought you were ass. I'm like, no. Fish yeah. is an ass. Exactly. Andre's cool. <laughs> you know, right. so don't. Right, right, right. So it took it took some getting used to by by you know some of the people that who worked on the crew, but you know, right. for the most part, the whole, the cast they they knew that. When they say outside of Charlie Murphy and John Witherspoon, who out of within your whole entire career so far, who has been the best actor or actress that you have ever worked with, or ever worked with? I'm sorry. Wow. Um... I don't know. I work with I work with so many talented, so many talented actors. We'll, just, um, we'll say all, and then we're gonna we're gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to work with? I want to work with. Now, please don't say Holly Berry. Because <laughs> everybody wants to work with Holly Berry. Can you blame him? Right, 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 right. hater. <laughs> I'm not a hater. Stop calling me. Stop kidding. acting like what? I know, right? Um, <laughs> who do I want to work with? I want to work with. Um, Antoine Fuquay. I want to mm. work with John Singleton. I want to work with um, the Hughes brothers. I want to work with um, Brad Pitt. Mm. You know, I'd love to work with. That's a wonderful experience. I'd love with. to work yeah. with, just hands down. If I had to pick one work, one, one person, person. Mm-hmm. hands down, Will Smith. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something about that because um, listening to some of the things that you that you say, I. I'm I'm I am a fan of Will Smith. So I've listened to some of his interviews when he before he started to be, become the great actor that he is now. And you say some of the same things that he was saying back then, like the humbleness and how serious you take your career and how serious you take like you were saying about being on set, yeah. coming off set and being two different people because once you're on set, you are in character. Yeah. You have embodied that character. And yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. Some people who are I think some people who are have been in the game for a long time or maybe comfortable where they are in their career, yeah. they sometimes get a little bit comfortable. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, um, I just try to take the craft seriously. You know, a lot of people kind of, you know, not not so much, but, you know, one thing that I've, that I've learned, and this is why I don't regret anything, um, one thing I learned in my professional life is professionalism. So, um, I go to I go to set every day with that in mind. 
and being respectful of other people, you know, and, and if it's your scene, mm-hmm. then I'm going to read my lines with the same zest that, you know, that you deserve right, because the camera's on you. Of course. You know, not everybody does that. Some people right. half-ass do it or, right. you know, mm-hmm. some, some people don't even do it. If it's your coverage and I'm I'm clean of the shot, which means I'm not even in it, some people have the the assistance read the line. And have you taken any classes? Like, have you done any acting classes or anything? I haven't. Are you serious? I You've haven't. never taken an acting class? No, I, I took... I took one acting class for all of two months. Wow! When I was living in LA, and I, I quickly found that is it wasn't for me. Wow. Okay. Not, not saying that everybody should say, "Oh, acting classes ain't for me." You don't know it's not for you right. if you try it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went to the acting classes, and what happened was all these different techniques and all these things that you have to think, and it started making me get in my head. Uh-huh. And the way I try to act. I try to be as organic and as natural as right. possible. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to play uh, a quirky character who um, has a nervous twitch, then I embody that character. I put myself in that character's shoes, and I become that character. I don't want to have to imagine that I'm talking to somebody else, or I don't want to have to imagine that I have these characteristics. I I take on those characteristics. Right. So it's kind of a combination between, um, a combination between method and just trying to be as natural as possible. I don't, I'm not one of these people who is so philosophical is like, well, the art of acting is, you know, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't take it that serious, but what I found works for me is right. to be just completely out of my head and free of anything that will cloud my, my better judgment when I'm making choices and things like that. That's well, cool. that's good. You got to do what works for you. Um, out of all the roles that you've had so far, which one resembles you the most in your real life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's be a good one. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would pick probably Jay. Probably Jay from Women Love and Friends. I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> but Jay Jay more so resembles me at a younger age. Okay, you know, um, being indecisive. Um, being being um, a ladies' man more so. Um, in my in my in my age, the age that I'm at now, I've kind of outgrown all of those games and things that that Jay plays. But um, I'm not. Calder King was was bipolar, mm-hmm. just about. And Fish had Fish is ex convict with anger issues. <laughs> but that's not me. So like through process of elimination, I guess it would be Jay. Okay. No one ever asked you that before. Um, not, not in that manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They typically yeah. ask, like, if we're talking about Black Jesus, mm-hmm. they'll say, "How much of yourself is is fish?" Uh, got it. <laughs> got it. Right. Now I know success means different things to different people. Whether it's money or you know winning an award, what does success mean to you? Success to me is being that Black Hollywood life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Being on that BHL—that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, it um, it evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, that answer evolves for right. me because um, three years ago, I was I was the graveyard manager at CVS Pharmacy, and I was the the membership manager at a gym. Okay. So I worked graveyard from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. Then I went to work at 12 noon until 8 p.m. And then from 10 p.m. Wow. to 8 a.m. So success at that point mm-hmm. meant I wanted to become a working actor. That's all I prayed for. 
just God, just please let me become a working actor <clears throat> to where I can focus on my craft and I can be better. At this point, success will mean being able to, as as the question that you asked me, to be able to eventually work with Will Packer, you know, to slowly kind of progress into getting into film, um, um, bigger roles on TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the role that I'm at now, but I'm looking for bigger, better things. Right. You know, um, eventually getting to the point where I'm not sitting in a, like, you know, I was a bit late getting here because I just finished. Uh, uh, so you know we need to know that. Know that. Know that. Know that. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with it. You know, getting to the point where eventually I don't have to sit in a, in a room and wait for two hours to, right, to audition. Right. Mm-hmm. That people recognize my talents to the capacity where they say, you know what, Andre Fuller would be perfect for this role. I right. know he can kill it. Let's give him a straight offer. Right. right. Okay. So that would be the next step in, in, in evolving for the answer to that question. Okay. That's and awesome. then you ask me a year from now and it'll be different. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. yeah, That's right. true. That's true. Right. So you have a lot of lady fans around. Do the, I? You do. You have a lot of lady fans. I didn't check the Twitter. <laughs> check the Twitter. Check, I check, check the, the Twitter. Twitter. I check the Twitter. Oh, we go together. <laughs> <laughs> you check my Twitter. Right. I didn't check your Twitter. <laughs> Are you in a relationship? <laughs> we go together. <laughs> I just thought the comedian had done. I can't think of that Um... I am currently, I am currently single, but I just got out of a relationship, so okay. I'm still kind of in that limbo phase where, yeah, you know. yeah, mm-hmm. it's complicated. So it's that's complicated. what your status says on Facebook. It's complicated. complicated. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, and, and so well, what do you what do you look for in a significant other? Man, first and foremost, sense of humor. Okay. Like I said, I'm I'm goofy. I'm goofy yeah. as hell. Um, like to have fun. What about hair? Hair is good. <laughs> he had a whole hair, What hair. about real versus fake hair? Hair is, hair is good. Real versus fake hair. Um, you have an issue. My my thing is, regardless to how you're going to do your hair, just do your hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whether it's paid for or natural, we you know, just as long as as long as you take pride in in your not just your hair your appearance right. you know just take pride in your appearance because I'm always going to take pride in my appearance right so if I can put forth the effort to make sure that I always look good for you because I'm not looking good for anybody else if I'm with you then I'm looking good for you then you know do me the same honor of making sure that whatever your hairstyle is that you rock it to the best of your abilities and you you make sure you keep it on point all right wait, wait hold up hold up we gotta get we gotta back up and get in your business. Why did your last relationship end? Um, was it you? Be honest. <laughs> it, it was in the career. It was. It was. <laughs> if you're asking if I cheated or something to that capacity, no, 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 no. no. But was it you? It could have been like something personal. No, but. it was. Uh, it was. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's a, the answer is complicated. You don't have enough time on this show <laughs> for me to divulge. Me and Megan will talk to you after. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, okay, so what is, what is a But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Right. It wasn't her. Mm-hmm. It was just. The situation. It just. Okay. Yeah. complicated. Can you get out the man business? Okay, That's fine. That's fine. I actually told her to ask you that. <laughs> Text it to you. Right, right, right. Or ask her why he ain't there. Right, right. <laughs> no, but what are some of your pet peeves? Um. In what capacity? For for women. So you see a woman do something you're like, Lord. Like if you go on a date and she does something crazy. Um mm. She smack her gum, she fired something, what? <laughs> well, no man likes a woman who, who farts. I think I have one that I think all men would, would be Go like, ahead. I go think ahead. it would be that Set one like off. when you <laughs> it would be that one when you like with a girl 
And she's like one of those people that like when a waiter comes, she's just very like rude, rude to the waiter. Yeah. Like always, like what she said to me or what she said. That kind of person I can't deal with. Oh, I, 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 I swerve those kind of chicks. Swerve, in, 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 yeah. In the, <laughs> in the first place, right. yeah. No, I'm like for me, I try to. I'm. I like to be as drama free as possible. Right. I'm a pretty easygoing dude. You know, when I'm when I'm intense, I'm intense. But for the most part, I'm laid back. I don't like to take things too seriously. Right. You know, right, right. Like small, minute little situations. So. um I don't as as most men don't like. I don't like to be nagged and you know uh, I don't I don't want to feel like I'm being reprimanded mm-hmm. by right. the person I'm in a relationship with. Um, I, I I'm a very respectful person when I'm in a relationship, so I just ask for the same respect of just pumping your brakes and taking it easy and. You know, all right, ladies so, yeah. on the Twitter, you heard him. You heard what he said. Yeah. Not on Twitter though. We be on Twitter. <laughs> well, what are you doing in your free time? Like when you're not doing any audition or anything like that, what are you doing on your free time? You still doing your comedy, right? No, I was do- I was doing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I just, I just oh, put okay. out my first my first single on on iTunes. Um, and it's called Roll On again, people. Play on, play on, play on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, are we rap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we don't talk about your upcoming there. projects. What you got up, upcoming yeah. that we can check you out on? Um, check me out on Twitter okay. and Instagram, <laughs> Mr. Dre Fuller, mm-hmm. and my Facebook page is up, and I'm active on all the social social websites, and I do holler back at people when I can. So as I said, I don't <laughs> I don't always get a chance to re, to retweet and mm-hmm. to reply to everybody, but I, I am very active and I do respond to people. Okay. Because I appreciate the love. You show me love, I show you love. <laughs> All right. And where can we find you guys? Uh, you can find me at Kiki Airs. We don't work on it. All right, well, people, you can also find me on all social medias at Cortez G West. Also, make sure you follow us He's on DHL Online. Please follow mm-hmm. us and comment and let us, let us know either who you want to be on the show. All right. And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on that Facebook, that Twitter, and that Instagram at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. And don't forget, you can always check out Andre Fuller on all of his social media sites. Also, don't forget to check him out on iTunes, his song play on. Woo! It's amazing. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it is. And also, don't forget to check him out on Adult Swim every Wednesday, correct? Thursday night. Every Thursday night, mm-hmm. Adult Swim. Check him out on Black Jesus. And as always, we'll see you next time on Next. That's right, people. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.